With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast. It is episode 235, and I am quiz champion, Trev Downey. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just wait a pause for effect there. Podcast to you from a field in beautiful rural Ireland, and I am joined by the grumpy Carl Kapak, who you can hear in the background there, by Cam Branch, who's giggling away also in the background at my uh, misfortune, and Guy Drinkle is trying to keep things under control. We have a slightly shorter than usual show here. We're going to be just sub 60 minutes because we want to get everything in uh, tightly packed. And we're going to start off with a longer than usual little audio clip from myself. Basically, folks, as I was saying, sometimes you just need an outside perspective, you know, like the maverick detective on every cop show that you used to love as a kid. You find yourself just getting a bollocking from the captain because, damn it, you're too close to the case. And so, lovely listener, I present for your oral edification two minutes of pretty sweary but spot-on analysis on just how good the manager of Liverpool Football Club is. Because to listen to our own fans, never mind those of our rivals, you would have to wonder sometimes. So here then, to get us started in the right vein, is YouTuber and podcaster True Jordy on Jurgen Klopp. And if you are listening with kiddies, I don't know why you're listening with kiddies. This is a show that features Cam Branch, for Christ's sake. But if you are listening with kiddies, you might want to plug their ears for the next two minutes. So here he is, True Geordie, talking about our manager. You know, Jurgen Klopp gets a lot of shit about, oh, he's never won anything. When You hear those fans who just want to bury their head in the sand, and, and it's a fair criticism. He hasn't won anything, but they, they reduce everything he is to, well, he's never won anything, so fuck him. And, and, and those kind of people, you see them on Twitter, those dumb fucks. Oh, I can't be doing with it, man, because honestly, you're not a football fan when you're that ignorant. You're just so in love with your own club that it's not about football for you. It's about, my toy's better than your toy. Like, you can't appreciate what other teams do. And if you're that kind of fan, then fuck off off this channel because that's not what this is about. It's like with the Jordan Henderson thing. I admire the performance from him last night. Wow. But with Jurgen Klopp, yeah, he might not have won anything other than a couple of Bundesligas, which apparently means nothing now, when you know Bayern were the dominant force and he managed to rise up with Borussia Dortmund and challenge that and overthrow that for a couple of seasons. But nevertheless, it means nothing now, apparently. But what he's done at Liverpool in taking in a team who, I think when he started out of the top six, who had lost huge players in the last few years in Luis Suarez, Philip Coutinho, Raheem Sterling, whether it was under him or not, it doesn't matter. They lost huge players because they all wanted to go off and play for teams that were going to win things and compete. And that was not Liverpool. And he has made that Liverpool. Philip Coutinho subbed off last night. Raheem Sterling not even in the competition. And obviously Suarez didn't get a look in last night. I'm sick to death of people not giving Klopp the respect he deserves. He has spent about 100 million net spend on this Liverpool side, which were outside of the top six when he took over, to my recollection. Regardless, they weren't fucking challenging for titles, were they? In that time, Pep Guardiola net spend four times that over four times that on a team that was already challenging for the title on a team that was already good enough to win the league and he spent four times Jurgen Klopp and yet Jurgen Klopp has got this lot Jimmy Milner who was not good enough for Man City at the oh you can go now competing pushing them every fucking step of the way and I admire what a job he's done fair fucking play to him and I'll tell you now what he has done with Liverpool is far more impressive to me than what Pep Guardiola has done at City, even if they win the fucking league. He's he spent less than a, a quarter on this team. That win- He goes on, and it is absolutely joyfully uh, 
praiseworthy stuff um, in favour of Jurgen Klopp. And Carl, there's something about that fella's demeanour that reminds me of you. So it's a nice segue, actually. Uh, he said a couple of things there that were lines that I could actually imagine coming out of your mouth. Fairly interesting stuff to hear. And like I say, from a neutral perspective, it is nice to see a bit of honest appraisal of the absolute miracles that man is working at our club. Well, it, it is, obviously. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. But what struck me about the, um, the, the minor football occasion that took place at Anfield this week was just how surprised the manager was. I thought that was a really heartening thing. It's almost like the squad's got away from him. Do you know what I mean? Because he, he just sat there like, um, just dazed in the press conference going like, yeah, I, I know there it goes. And I said, let's go for it. But Jesus Christ, lads. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, and th- I think that's to, that really is the, the biggest comment I can pay Jürgen Klopp is he's developed a team in his own nature and it's got away from him. It's that good. As in, he's being surprised just as much as we are. I've said this in the week. He's um, he's practically a spectator like the rest of us now. And yeah, yeah he's, he's the guiding force. He's the guiding light behind it. He's the nest that turns on the light. But um, bit of a classical reference for you there, lads. Hope you enjoyed that. And um, <laughs> can't help but, yourself, fella, can you? But he's what's happened. It's just education, mate. To be honest, there's nothing you can do. Um, but at, at the same time, he's just. He's just basically one of the, he's one of the, us watching from the sidelines half the time now. Yeah. As to what this side can do, and that's just it is down to him. But it's, it's wonderful to watch. It is, and and I saw Degsy being interviewed there for one of the multifarious um, um, outlets that are doing talking to the players now, and he was talking about the speech, and he, he said, "Look, you know, fair play to Klopp. He really, you know, congratulations to him. His speech was really inspiring." And then the guy said, "Well, what did he say to you?" And of course, when a player is relating what a manager says, he made it sound reasonably pedestrian. Uh, but he does like I mean the role that he plays is immense. I th- I like that way you're going with it. That it is almost even a shock to him, or not, if if not a shock, then a, a pleasant surprise. Let's say when we see uh, the levels that uh, these lads can reach, and you know, will be interesting to talk to both of you about um, that particular occasion. It being such a memorable one in our uh, in our uh, Liverpool watching careers. But let's start, Carl, as we usually do with your opening thought for the podcast. It's this, and I can't believe I haven't referenced this already. It's probably the most famous lines ever. Is there any point to which you would, you would wish to draw my attention? To the curious incident of the dog in the night time. The dog did nothing in the night time. That was the curious incident. Do you know what's particularly curious about that incident? Is that I did not realise that the name of that novel from... Really? 10 years ago was actually from that, but I did not know that. Oh, okay. I did not know that because I have I haven't obviously read as much Holmes as you have. Uh, specifically for people who are looking to know what that is from, that's the from the short story Silver Blaze by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, which is in I think it's the second collection of uh, Sherlock Holmes short stories. And the reason I thought I mention it is because every, a lot of people know that quote, and some people know where it's from. Sorry, Trey. Um, but, <laughs> but but does anyone know why that was significant? That the dog did nothing in that story. Obviously not. It's really interesting. So Silver Blaze is a racehorse that's being kidnapped or horse-napped or whatever you want to call it. Um, and there's a murder of his trainer. So Silver Blaze's trainer's been killed. And the reason that the dog did nothing in the night is obviously it's been taken away and there's been a murder taking place. The, the dog did nothing. And the reason that the dog did nothing is the dog knew the person who was the murderer. Ah, of course. Dogs, I like don't, dogs don't bark at people uh, they know. People they know. Very good, very good. Now, again, for the um, uh, slower-witted of us, why particularly that quote this week? I like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. And, and, well, and since you brought it up, um, in coming up at some point, I may, uh, I'm looking into the idea of doing a Sherlock Holmes podcast about every single... Um, uh, all, all 54, I think there are 54, maybe 56, uh, short stories where I interview someone, one person per fortnight about one whatever stories come up next in the canon. You've mentioned this before, and yeah. I, I am I am absolutely game ball for doing one of those. And uh, more to the point, uh, nice bit of product placement. While I was doing mental gymnastics, trying to work out the significance of that quote, you were just oh, work- I'll never do that. It's just off working in a plug for a for a future a future pr- uh, project. I love it, uh, Mister Branch. How are you, and what's going on with you this week? Yeah, all good. Thanks, uh, everybody's well. Um, yeah, life's life's good. I'm very happy, obviously. 
um, with the way the week has turned out. Obviously, Monday was quite deflating, uh, and Tuesday was just unbelievable. So, um, yeah, we're in a good place. How do you? How did you feel about Wednesday to go full Craig David on? A little bit disappointed, to be honest. Um, yeah, not that I'm. Uh, you know, fair dues to Tottenham. They they did a Liverpool. You know, and uh, yeah, that second. Club. Yeah, Wonderful well, club. Uh, um, well, maybe. Um, um, the, it's the European Cup final, and so yeah. you want to see two teams from different countries in Europe. So, in a way, it, I'm, I'm not knocking Tottenham in the fact that they got there, but I'm just a bit disappointed it's two clubs from the same country. Um, but fair dues to them, you know. Um, uh, it should be... Uh, a fantastic occasion on June the 1st and I'm I'm looking forward to um, look well I'm going out I don't have a ticket but I'm, I'm going out there so I've arranged all that so uh, I, I saw that that you've actually you've got your flights and accommodation and all that sort of stuff sorted yeah. which yeah. is that man that's exciting right yeah yeah I mean I've, I've never been to I've never been to a Liverpool Cup final in my life I've never I've never been lucky enough to you know, turn up even just turn up on the day or anything like that. I've never had the opportunity to, so I'm really grateful that I'm in a place at the moment where I can I can do that. And it's um, uh, you know, I, I thank my family for that, and that you know I'm, I'm able to do that. So uh, I'm just going to go out there. and I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to savor it. I'm going to let it all sink in, and and I, I will just enjoy enjoy it and be humbled by it. If I'm, I thinking, get I'm, I'm, I'm thinking worst case scenario, there will be fan zones for uh, people yeah. who are yeah. without tickets. You'd, you'd think so. Um, I hope so. Um, mm. I think uh, they generally, uh, from what I remember of seeing of uh, other uh, European Cup finals, they, they do have that, like now fan zones and they have the big screen up so you can watch it on the big screen there. I'm hoping that, you know, in Madrid they do the same thing. If not, we'll, we'll find a bar, you know, so uh, yeah. Yeah. not a problem, not a problem. Love it. You're open on ideas for the show. Okay. Um, bit of a, bit of a, um, no, not controversial, but a bit of a sad quote, really, in a way, um, uh, considering the state of the, the world we live in at the moment. So here goes. People know about the Klan and the overt racism, but the killing of one soul little by little, day after day, is a lot worse than someone coming in your house and lynching you. Oof. That's hard hitting. What's that from? That's um, the man himself, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Is it? Yeah. And is it just him in conversation, or is it from a particular context? Where did you Where did you come across that? I I, I just uh, I was just looking I was looking for racism quotes, and it was just a, a quote that sort of caught my eye um, because racism for me has changed a lot over the years, whereas before it was very much. In in my you know in my time when I was growing up in uh, in the seventies it was very much in in my face it was said to my face so yeah. it, you know it was uh, actions around you because obviously there was no social media there was racism in for example only fools and horses there's you know um, Dell Dell gives a, a lad a fifty pence piece and says go to the and he references the the, the corner shop with a, a racial term. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, we didn't see that racial term in those days. It didn't register to me as a child in those days. But it's just, we live in a, you know, it, it, there's too much hate in the world. And it, and it makes me sad. So Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, though. What you're talking about there is the fact that you were, along with many other people um, in various uh, different types of, of, of category, you were inured to that shit and uh, actually took it for granted and actually in one way the world's a better place because you know what it, it's it's much more painfully apparent when people are doing it now in yeah. another way another way and this is what really keeps coming back to me there's a platform there for every idiot who wants to talk and who wants to spout hate and it's a platform that's being sanctioned by the biggest uh, organizations like the bbc uh, so you have this situation where, on the one hand, the world is slowly improving and people are becoming less awful. And on the other hand, the most awful people 
are getting a chance to be louder and louder. That's probably fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely on point there, Trev. Um, yeah, you've absolutely nailed it. Uh, and it's it's wonderful that we have these platforms and we should embrace them and enjoy them. And, you know, uh, I'm all for the speech that we, uh, you know, we, we have the privilege to be allowed because you can go to certain parts of the world and you, your speech is, you know, it's tempered, isn't it? It's held, you, you're held back from what you can truly want to say. Um, so less, not so much not the platforms in a way. Um, the, the platforms can definitely do more to stop certain aspects and like and, and you reference the BBC and and it's a perfect example with what what has happened today with um Danny Baker obviously I think rightfully he he should have been sacked for what for what he did um the tweet was racist and I'm not saying that Danny Baker is a racist but the tweet was racist and the t- if you if you're going to say to me well why should he be sacked well because he didn't, he's not racist and didn't mean it to be racist. Well, what if next week somebody who is racist uses that context to tweet something racial, who works at the BBC, perhaps, who is, who is afforded the position of being able to speak on the BBC? Uh, for example, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but if you want to name names, just think of a certain. I will. I'll just think of a certain post person who stands in front of a, a racial poster, for example. So, um, and if you don't know the poster, uh, just go back to the referendum and I'm sure you'll realise who I'm talking about. So if he suddenly now tweets something racist. Rounds with he, garage. Yeah. And, and, and you could say the same about Lord Sugar. He, he referenced the, um, the Senegal football team and he made a racial tweet, but he wasn't sacked. He should have been sacked. He still afforded a platform on the BBC. Yeah, Why is he still afforded a platform? Right. But the, but the thing is, he 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 referenced the reason I think behind it is he referenced the Senegal football team. Doesn't mean anything to the BBC, but because Danny Baker referenced the royal family was being racial towards the royal family in a way without being realizing what an idiot he was, that's the reason he's been sacked. Now you're on it. Now you're on it. It's nothing to do with the fact that he was racist per se, because that's been proven. That the BBC have allowed Lord Sugar still to have his apprentice show. Mm. Uh, that, you know, so there you go. That's that's my little. Super uh, it's 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 a good shout, and I know Carl, you've got something to say about this as well. And just like and to, to frame it up, my take on it as well, like you know, the Danny Baker thing, it, it, it's it's an interesting kickoff point because irrespective of what you think about him or the way that he's come out afterwards, you know, so self righteous and sanctimonious, and uh, it's not doing he's not doing himself any favors, you know, and. and the free speech thing is is the thorniest of issues. I mean, I'm 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 kind of all for it and will fight for anyone's right to say anything they want to say because that's the way society should be. But you know, there's also a sort of a general generally accepted rule of don't be a dickhead, don't hurt people, don't be obnoxious. And um, if we could sort of uh, marry those two things together, we might have some chance of a decent society. But alas, all these edgelords coming out today saying, uh, oh, I don't see anything wrong with what he said, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, you know, if you keep poking away at that surface, there's some dodgy stuff going on underneath it. And it's just, it's not difficult to just be a decent human. Carl, you, do you have a take on this before we finish it? One of, one, of, one of my very close mates said today that it's ridiculous that he's been sacked, and I can see why he says that, because Danny Baker isn't racist, he's done something stupid, and um, yeah, I think he should get sacked for it. But it, it's more than this for me. As, as Cameron's pointed out, Alan Sugar, for a start, I, I refuse to call him Lord, to be honest, um, for what he's done. Um, the fact that Toby Robinson gets... BBC coverage where the Green Ste- Party Stephen Yaxley Lennon we, we've yeah. changed his name yeah Stephen, Stephen Yaxley Lennon he gets yeah. um, Farage is on there like 15 times a day and yet he's got the same amount of seats in his party as the Green Party have um, but I think there's, there's something a tiny element to this which um, this might just be me I think this has also got to do with the fact that it's the royal family I think they're part of the BBC have thought well hang on he's, he's having a go at the royal family as well it's not just the racial thing we can't have that and it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I'm not saying that's entirely the case, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's a little factor in it because Danny Baker. What's he famous for? He's famous for being from southeast London, working class, son of a docker, and that sort of thing. We don't want people like you talking about people like them. Whereas Lord Sugar, 
He's got power, isn't he? Yeah, and, and and as Calm says, his target was um, you know of of no interest to um, our uh, grand lizard uh, overlords. So you know it, yeah. it's it, it's 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 a it's a whole tight ship of corrupt shitheads uh, that we could talk about ad nauseum, but we won't. We'll talk about the football because that's more more crack. And uh, in the immediate aftermath, we just talked about what a week it's been, Carl. I mean, we did have that flattening result on Monday night and the nature of it was quite difficult. And I don't know, I've been avoiding watching other lads football all, all year, um, but I watched that game because I felt, shit, you never know. And it's it's a one-off and it's, got, it's out of our hands anyway, so let's watch it. And, you know, they did enough that you believed that they might carry some sort of a threat on the break. That thing happens. And it was still long enough that I kept watching. And it was very deflating. And then Tuesday happens. And holy Jesus, I've never seen anything to rival that. And I'm talking about 2005 as well. And I'm old enough to go back a good few other years uh, where things were being won, but they were being won by good teams who were expected to win them. Nobody expected Liverpool to do that on Tuesday night, Carl. Well, just just to emphasise that, you know, next year, not this season, next season's Champions League final, that's Liverpool-Tottenham. It's not, is it? Because that's just mad. That's just mad that it's Liverpool-Tottenham in the European Cup final. And that's how mad this feels now. It's it's just really really weird. I mean, Tuesday night was just magnificent in so many ways. It's um, it had uh, you, you referenced Istanbul, and and again I've said this this week as well. After Istanbul, my thought was, what 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 happens next in football? How do you top that? Has football just ended? Is it game over? Is the big boss defeated? Because that's as big as you can go. And a mate of mine said, Man United three 0 down at half time in the European Cup final, and we beat we beat them five three. You know, something like that. That's but. That's a very, very niche circumstances that that could arrive. You know? Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Nottingham's going to top Istanbul. And yeah, I've just seen a 20-year-old kid from West Derby completely outfox the best team in the world. I mean, and that's just... And it's, it's, I'm going to say it now, it's the greatest goal I've ever seen. The well, greatest I, I, goal I've ever seen is created by a 20-year-old kid from West Derby. Well, I love that. And and, and just, just pin your colours to the mast. Where is it in... How does it rank in terms of moments, that that result, the, the whole night, that specific goal, whatever, in terms of moments? Like I, like I say, for me, it actually tops everything. I have to say that. More than Istanbul? Yeah, it, it honestly does, man. I know that sounds daft, but I, I've never been as invested in a team in my life as I am in this one right now. Um, and and that's again saying a lot because I grew up with Kenny as my hero doing Roy of the Rovers shit in front of me every week, um, and yet I'm more invested with this crew than I've ever been. I think emotionally speaking as well, um, it's just it was it was just immense. I have to say, I have to say, it must be in your top three or four, right? Oh, that's it's, it's top two. Yeah, I just don't know, I just don't know which one it is really. But the the funny thing about that was that I heard a, um, my mate's podcast before and. I recorded earlier in the week, and they were talking about you know what's your favourite Liverpool game ever, and and he jokingly said, oh, "It's um it's next Tuesday when we play when we we win three uh, 0 against Barcelona and go through on penalties." And I laughed at that, thinking that's as far fetched as he can go, and he's still wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't penalties; we did them in in normal time. We I know. did them with twelve minutes to go. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> insane. It it is nothing short of insane. And Cam, like to give you a, 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 a chance to talk about that and the the magnitude of it, like it is barmy. I I I picked out a tweet of my own from earlier in the week where I was saying, look, and it was before even we played, and I was like, I I you know I'm gonna be watching the Reds. This is this football's mental. Um, supporting a football team is a mental thing to do with your time. It's so obsessive. It brings you so many lows as well as the highs. You really put your hands in other people. Your welfare your mental welfare in other people's hands. And yet, and yet, I will be watching Liverpool, I was saying. I will be watching City and hoping that something will happen. And I will be hoping that we can pull off a 4-0 win. And that's what we did. And it sounded daft, as daft as Car- as Carl's mate talking on a podcast. And that's what happened, you know. It's it's bananas, Cam. It was, um, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, I, I was uh, at a, we had a family event on Tuesday night. So uh, I was meant to be going to the game and uh, I had to g- give my ticket back to the person who kindly arranged a ticket for me. So, um, And it was my daughter's 21st birthday on Tuesday. And originally they were having the, we were having the do on Wednesday night. So I didn't say anything. I thought, result. 
Wednesday night. I can go to the game on the Tuesday. Yeah. And then they suddenly realised they'd messed up. And so they decided to have the little do on Tuesday. I'm like, you do realise I'm meant to be going to watch Liverpool versus Barcelona. And they're like, yeah, and? They don't get it, do they? And they oh, didn't get man. it. And, and, and obviously family always comes first. But, and then I'm, I'm having to well, watch the game. Why you say that? Uh, well, and then this is where I'm going. Now. This is where I'm going because I'm sat there with a couple of manks watching the game and trying to partake in the family dinner. Like, and they they're watching the game. They're with me. And, they're, and my nephew goes to me, "You put her over there," and I was like, "What can I say?" Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes, I did. I did, and am I gutted? Too right because it was. Unbelievable! It was well, unbelievable. I, 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 you know what? I sat there and I, was, I, I, I said to him, "We'll win tonight. We will win." Yeah. But I don't think we'll go through. But we'll definitely win the game. I've got no doubt about that because I know we are better than Barcelona on the night at Anfield. I know that for a fact. I know we'll do that much. But to have got those four goals and. The way we got the goals, the way we played throughout the game, yes, Barcelona had their chances. You know, they, I was listening to a pod that Gags had done with uh, one of the guys from Barcelona Media, and he said Messi was involved in eight goal involvements against us. He had five mm. shots, and then he, he created three. He could have had three assists. You know, that, 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 that is balmy. You know, and yet they had nothing, and we... We we won't fall. No, it's just you 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 asked uh, Carl where does he put that you know uh, in in the top two. It's without doubt in the top two. You know, um, I would just edge Istanbul because we won something for it. We got we came back with something from that yeah, result, exactly. and that's why Istanbul just edges it for me. But in context of of who that team were, I mean, it's like Paul Dalglish said the other day. The AC Milan team that we beat that night was probably better than that Barcelona team. Yeah, that was the perfect team. That Milan they, team in 2005 was perfect. They they had everything. There was no weakness in that team, apart from six crazy minutes. Yeah, as was evidenced by the fact that they were still hanging around pretty much two years later and and, and reversed the, the 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 tables on us. When, when they, we had a better team as well. We actually had a better team and probably should have won, uh, yeah. which was the cruel irony of it. But I mean, look, I mean, again, I mean, it's not to denigrate that. I mean, everyone's every, Istanbul is is the pinnacle of everyone's memory in, in recent years in terms of yeah. We, there's something to show for it. I don't know. Like, I can't explain it other than I am more invested in this side than I've been in any side in recent years. And that's saying a lot because I'm, as you may have picked up on, comparatively fanatical when it comes to this club and obsessed. So it does say a lot. And I, I, I and it does go back to what Carl was saying to start. I mean, you know, these guys keep finding ways to make you love them even more and and the manager even you know is is it seems seems stunned by it um to look at a couple of specific things uh, features from the game no doubt you'll all have bits and bobs that you want to talk about i love, I, 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 I love the little story that emerged in the aftermath about the ball boy you've seen this yeah um he's got the most wonderful name oakley cannoneer he was the ball boy. He wow. got the ball back to uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold seconds before uh, he whipped it in for Div. Um, it's been revealed, apparently, that 14-year-old Oakley, along with his fellow ball boys, was shown a video presentation before the match highlights of how slow Barcelona reacted to corners. Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, identified Barca's defensive problems during the first leg and wanted to take advantage when they rocked up at Anfield. Oh, man, I love that. That is fantastic. So it's that's that's an assist to Oakley Cannoneer, I think. I I think that happens though, because remember when Eden Hazard kicked that kid at um, Swansea with holding the ball too long? Yeah. Um, Because Rogers was Liverpool manager at that point, and and they brought up in the Liverpool press conference, and he said, "Charlie, yeah, Charlie used to do that to me all the time." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was genuinely funny. Oh yeah, yeah, he did that for yeah. But they're all trained; they all know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. I absolutely love that. So yeah, that was my quirky little side one. Uh, what about you, Carl? What, what, uh, you said you have three. Give me one of them anyway. Um, oh, can I just mention one briefly? Because it's, it's just a wonderful moment. Um, Shakiri's substitution when Storage came on. 
the way he just stands up and just does his big muscle thing and just screams <laughs> at no one in particular. That was just a lovely moment. And yeah, the thing I like that. a lot more than anything else is Shakira is the worst player on the pitch by an absolute mile. He was dreadful on Tuesday night. Every yeah, single so- ball he hit was was un- was under hit. Apart from one. Apart from one, yeah, that one was all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought he's, but it's just the way he stands there. It just makes you screams and storage his face. I thought I thought that was wonderful. I'll talk about Sadio Mane's interview afterwards because I'm, I'm still a bit obsessed by that. But can we talk about Genie Winalda's header? Oh, let's good, do that because no one's talking about it. Yeah. What Brilliant. a goal that is! Top corner. If if you if you if you if you had um, if you'd um, been daft enough to be listening to um, our podcast immediately after a match, I was going on about that ad nauseum because it's not just the ridiculous spring. It's not the fact that he outjumps their entire defence. It's the technique with which he executes it and the fact that it goes right in the postage stamp. It's just glorious. And he knows it. He's celebrating as he lands. Yeah, yeah. He knows it. He knows that that's enough. That's perfect. Have, have you and seen the little? Sorry, sorry, Carl, just quickly. Have you seen the little video where they've got uh, Stevie G's header in Istanbul and Ginny's header? Uh, oh, no. Oh, really? each other. They are so, so similar. So, so similar in that, you know, the almost not quite the same position. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're just, wow. You know, just The hairs almost stand up on the back of your neck. Sorry, Carl, carry on. As you were, I just thought... Well, what, one of those girls involves John Arnaurisa, so let's not go mad about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, your, your pal. Yeah, big, big, big ginger John. Part so, of your greatest moment ever for Liverpool. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I, do, you know, no, do you know what? Let me just say this. Where was John Arnaurisa playing that night? Left of midfield, not, not yeah. as a left back. I'll just that's leave right. that there, thank you. And that's my point. He's not a left back. Um, <laughs> I just think, I just thought that was incredible, and it gets lost. I think that's going to get lost because of the, because I still call it the Trent goal <laughs> because of Trent's goal. Um, oh, that, that I he know. Didn't score. But um, that that was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, th- just the technique to do that because then the his first goal to Stegen gets a bit unlucky because it sort of just goes under and does knee squirms rather than. But he's basically one of the best. Yeah, yeah, it, it bounces again, hits him. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. I just love the fact that on the second goal, it's just. It's it's who it's against as well. <laughs> that's Ter Stegen. We we were, we wanted him. Yeah. And and you know and that that's a proper keeper. And Jim and doesn't score many goals as it is, and he certainly doesn't head many. Apart from against Tottenham actually earlier this season. Um, sure. But that that's just incredible. And my third thing is Sadio Mane's interview afterwards because I just think that summed up that entire night. Do you um, mean? Do you mean where that where that Des Kelly lad put him on the spot? Was it Des Kelly? Yeah. I couldn't see who it was. I wasn't really paying attention to who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. he just he's like, you know, what do you think about that, Sadio? And he just basically comes out with individual words that don't mean anything. Yeah, and yeah. He, in the end, he just leaves him because he just thinks, I'm just, I'm just not getting through to this lad at all. Yeah. Because yeah, his he head did. is totally gone. Totally his gone. Was, his head was fried. Now, obviously, the, the lad's working um, very much with English as, as very much a second language. But all he could say was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love that myself. And then he got Ginny Wijnaldum in, who was slightly better, but still not great. And eventually then he got his... Because he, he, he had his sob, didn't he? He had his minute to himself. Yes. Like Wijnaldum was on his haunches with his hands over his face, sobbing his eyes out. Oh, and, uh, hey, there's, there's a little video going on at the moment of the, mo- the moment where the whistle goes, and you can see that moment with Ginny in the foreground and in the background. The That's funniest where I'm going. That's is, where I'm going. is is Hendo. Just yes. Oh, fantastic! Have you seen that? What's that? Oh, it's, oh glorious. It's, it's it's glorious. Yeah, it is. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. That was my moment when I saw that today. I thought, oh my God, that summed up everything about that game. You you talk Carl through it there, exactly. So basically what it is, there's a camera right in the corner at the cop end by the flag. Uh, The cameraman's there and he's focused on the bit where it's the last action of the game. So Ginny just rolls the ball to... Milner uh, gets kicked over. Milner. Milner gets kicked over. And at that point, the referee blows the whistle. And what you see is Ginny just goes, like you say, goes down on his horses, he's on his knees, he's got his head in his hand, Milner's like hugging him, hugging him. Then he walk as as Milner walks away, you see Hendo lying in the background, literally up against the advertising hoardings off the pitch, uh, up towards the halfway line. And he's just lying there and he can't move. He's just, he's given every single really? it's ounce gone. of 
every, and you know, he's just he's trying to lift himself up, and it's, and it's, it's like the cramps in his legs, his, his body's giving up, and then well, he, he kind of he kind of rolls over like it rolls over, part. yeah, and yeah. then Joe, then what you see is Joe Gomez comes running up. And he's sort of trying to pull him up, and Joe Gomez couldn't pull him up. And then the camera pans away, and you just miss it. But it's it's that rolling moment. You can you can see it in his face. He's he's given everything for the club yeah. that night. He's yeah. given everything, and it's not just obviously Hendo, but it, it's the whole. It's everybody. It's it's fifty thousand people. It, what, let's 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 be clear about this now. Yeah, it wasn't about the fourteen players who represented Liverpool on the pitch. It wasn't just about the coaching staff. It was about the backroom team, but all the all the academy players, the under twenty threes, and you know, uh, the first team squad. It was about every single person who was supporting Liverpool in that stadium got us through that game. Well, you heard Gags and Arinda immediately afterwards, have you? I mean, they've I, just literally come out and they're absolutely, like, Gags can't talk. And they're, they're, the, the two of them are saying that they'd ne- never experienced an atmosphere like that. And actually, I think Stephen Gerrard said something very similar, and that's quite something. Of course, he would have been down on the pitch when an awful lot of the great ones were going as well. But it was it it, it, it you're you're exactly right. Um, that the the ground was feral at times, um, absolutely feral. It was incredible. Um, and and I think that really, Carl, to go back full circle to your point. I think that really, really um, stuck with the manager as much as anything else is, you know, in the early days when he was getting a bit of stick for going, bring the lads down to sort of connect with the fans. And in his early days where he was trying to make a plea that, listen, can we do a little bit better, perhaps in terms of um, try this, try that, or just be with us. And, you know, certain lads getting their hackles raised a bit, but I'm glad he stuck that out because this is, you know, it's I won't say unrivaled because we go back the way there was serious connection um, between the sideline and the uh, and the fans. But holy Christ, it, it's in modern times. There's nothing to touch this, and it's the one thing, Carl, that every and you can hear it in True Geordie early on. It's the one thing that every other club's fans, whether they are spiteful or not, they envy it. Yeah, it's it's, it's well. He was asked the question when they they said you know um, in the press conference. If that game is played in an empty stadium, is it the same result? And he just said immediately, no, absolutely no. Um, and um, if this all starts for that 2-2 draw against West Brom, and he got a lot of stick for that. And I was one of the people who'd said, it's a 2-2 draw, mate. You don't do that. Come on. Um, but you can see where it comes from, because obviously, because it's easy to do that now, now we are where we are. Um, and it's that spirit that's going on. It's what the, 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 um, the three punches he gives to the cop at the end of the game. That's what that's about as well. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. It's, it, it is us. It's us now, rather than just us watching a bunch of millionaires sort of thinking, just because you think you're, you're at Liverpool, you've arrived. That's different now. We don't do that now. These these players have arrived, and and it, that does go through the team as well. I mean, another little. I mean, there's a million little sidebars to this this whole game. Have you seen the "You'll Never Walk Alone" from the players to the cop? Where Fabino just stands out and just starts. Oh roaring. God, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's, it's that's amazing. And, and, and also, um, very, very quickly, the kiddie runs onto the pitch and puts two fingers up to Messi. I want him knighted. I want him knighted. That, it's the way he slows down when yeah. he realises who it is and makes damn sure he can see him. It's little kids, things like that. The, the kid's in a club coat. So I, I'm assuming he's one of the, the uh, oh, really? official, official ball boys. Like, like um, I, don't, I, I can't believe anyone's running onto the pitch in this day and age. And, uh, uh, in fact, he's being chased by a steward as well. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, hang on. Maybe yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, there is a steward, steward running. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, he, yeah, okay. He's, 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 he's a belter. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for him. Because I'll tell you what, not many of that lot. And uh, we spoke about it recently. Um, you know, there was a time when Barca were a club you could uh, relate to. Uh, increasingly, that's not been the case. Before and it's that sentence, Real Madrid with stripes. That's my, well, that's my, uh, that, that's that my was your, bite of the week. That was your pithy um, um, summation of them. And I don't think it's too far off because, you know, they were, th- th- there was a lot of sanctimony um, from certain people about Barcelona, you know, um, and how they try to do things the right way. And increasingly that's been a road. And increasingly, even fellas who you could admire, um, there was a niggly side to them. And, and, and I, I've I got take, something to say on that. Well, I take, I take absolutely no um, criticism for saying that during that game, I really would have enjoyed being allowed to run onto the pitch for five minutes and, uh, you know, scissors tackle um, uh, Luis Suarez and, you know, do a slight dig into the into the ribs of, of Leo Messi and then just sort of shuffle off and let someone else take over. Because 
during the game, I genuinely, like you should do as an opposition fan, uh, wanted to beat them. But I actually hated them in that way that you can as a as a childish football fan. And then, um, you know, when you see that kid doing what he did, all I can do is cackle and laugh, and and I'll, I'll brook no sanctimony about how well, we don't we don't prove that sort of thing. Fuck off! It's football. It's tribal in that, and that's a harmless way of expressing that tribal um, uh, tendency, as opposed to some of the other bullshit related back to racism that we spoke about later on. Cam, what did you want to say about that? Um, I've made my views known. Uh, I think quite clearly how I feel about Luis Suarez, um, and I don't know if you've seen the little video where when Messi scores one of his goals last week, Luis Suarez, as he's running to celebrate, runs towards uh, Andy Robertson. And, oh, they were, they were at it all night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, as he's running to celebrate with Messi, he does a little curve and goes towards Andy Robertson and, and laughs in his face and then curves back to his original path to go and celebrate with Messi. So he mm. does a little detour. So he, he veers off to his left, and then he comes back to his right and carries on straight down sort of thing. So he's had a real dig, a real dig in the face, yeah, being the snide little fucker he is, uh, and, and, and did what he did. Well, did you hear what Andy Robertson's uh, response was? Loved it. You mean on the pitch immediately afterwards? Where again, Dennis Kelly's saying uh, he did you in there. And, uh, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts? And Robbo says? Who's going to the final? Who's going to the final? <laughs> that's it, and yeah. that's it. I, and 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 I loved the fact that he was self possessed enough to say that and not, you know, get dragged into any nonsense. Just exactly. like an immediate put down. Yeah, bore off, pal. It was that was a real bore off, pal. Both to your man Kelly, who was stirring shit, and also to Suarez as well. Just bore off. Where who's in the final? That's all that matters. The only question that needs an answer is is that one. And I mean, there are lots of other bits and bobs coming out of the match. Um, that we could talk about. One interesting thing uh, I thought was the fact that um, there was someone trying to make a negative story, uh, clickbait story today about how, you know, Liverpool have lost four and a half million of the Coutinho add-ons because um, it was if Barca got to the Champions League or won the Champions League, sorry, there was a, an extra four and a half going to the Reds and someone trying to make that into a bad news story. Oh, <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> Wait a minute, don't, don't we get more than four and a half millions for actually reaching the Champions League? Final? This is it. Liverpool apparently will earn a minimum of 8.4 by reaching the final and as much as up to 15.7 if they win it. So, I mean, mm. even... Let's, let's, wait a minute, I'm just, I'm just doing the scales motion here. I'm just trying to yeah. weigh it up. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Money aside, right? Money aside, uh, the idea that somebody would try to create a story out of that being a loss or a downside, it's just a remarkable, remarkable thing. And of course, you know, people bite and people are obsessed with some of the most stupid things. I mean, I did, I, you know, match of the day then as well. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because we must, might as well acknowledge now at this stage, because, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching the last 15 of the show that, um, our opponents in the final of the Champions League, and I, I can't, I can't say that often enough, and I will, ne- I will not get tired of it. So is, is that, is that our ninth European Cup final you're referring to? That's the very one. Uh, but um, Carl, there are three weeks for us to wait, and I think it may end up being quite torturous that spell, you know. But anyway, match of the day uh, had a little tweet. Speaking of clickbait nonsense, as to. Who made the better comeback, Liverpool or Spurs? Uh, who will be our opponents uh, in that match on June the 1st in Madrid? And um, I mean, apart altogether from not requiring a response, Carl, the idea of Spurs, I'll get, uh, I want to get a response from both of you. Um, uh, it, it, there'll be many conversations doing the rounds, I think, amongst people in their workplaces over the course of today's and lots of Liverpool fans where I work and uh, fans of rival clubs as well. And the general conversation was, oh, it'd be a lot nicer if it wasn't two English teams in the final. I think that idea has been well rehearsed and discussed across many different platforms. Yeah, I, I, I wanted Ajax. And and that that is nonetheless that is the case. Now the reality of the situation is we are now into Thursday, uh, and it is um, uh, it's all news. And Spurs are our opposition. So your reaction to that uh, in general, and then the specificity of what you think um, uh, they carry by way of a threat. I mean, it's a one-off game, and we have two victories against them this year. Well, yeah, we've got we've got one victory and one whatever the hell that was at Anfield. Because I'm still a bit nervous about that. 
um, even even now. Um, um, Spurs are fantastic and absolute credit to them because they've got past City. They've gone to Ajax and won and that's not nothing. And they're in the European Cup final and they absolutely deserve to be. They, they, they really are. Um, uh, I will say good luck with getting hotels and flights, lads. Because we had 24 hours before they did the booking, which I think is a bit unfair, but shame. Um, and yeah, I mean, who had the best comeback? If you want to say football did, um, Liverpool's is because I'm a Liverpool fan. Obviously, that means more to me. But that was incredible what Tottenham did last night. It, it just, it just really was. They deserve nothing but um, joy for that. And the three weeks thing is, is can Kane play in the final? Or is he out? Or is he out? Out? Yeah, there's very positive noises from him. Um, but he, he can. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I would. I'd play for ten minutes if that was me. He um, says. He, he says. Uh, just to quote him, hopefully he says rehab's going well. I started straight line running this week uh, because an awful lot of people point to the fact that he ran like a lunatic onto the pitch. He says that's why I ran over there because it was straight and I didn't cut any corners. So far, so good. If it keeps going, well, so, like so this, did Harry Kuehl at Istanbul because people say, how, how come we went off with an injury? Yeah, he sprinted at the end. He sprinted, yeah. he sprinted to do that. It's the same thing. Well, he says so far it's positive, and I'd hope to be fit, but there's still a few weeks to go. So, yeah, um, f- from from the from the the uh, so, that's, so that's a yes then. Yeah, from the they'll, rather they'll, they'll, they'll get him on the pitch somehow. From the rather strange, strangely created mouth of of the the, the horse himself, that's that's the word, and I, um, of course they will. But here's an interesting question that arose. Um, I, I was chatting to my uh, to my best mate today at work about this. What in the name of Jesus do they do? There's a call to be made there, right? Because either Son or Mora is going to have to step out, right? Surely. Do they, can they come up with a, a, a formation in which all three are accommodated? Maybe they can. They hadn't previously. It was either one or the other plus Kane. Um, yeah. So it, it's a very interesting question. If you're Lucas Mora and you find yourself getting dropped for big old has, uh, I think you're, you're you're psychologically a broken man after what you've done for the club. So I don't think there's a chance. Or they claim deeper. Yeah, I'd, they, I, they I, can I, go four two three one or yeah. four three three. They can accommodate both. I'd, I'd say. Oh, you you you, re- you reckon all three start? Yeah. No, I'm not saying all three start. I'm saying I think they, they, I think they finish though. Yeah, I mean, I w- I want Harry Kane on that pitch. And the reason I want Harry Kane on that pitch is because I think Tottenham will become a poorer team for it. Um, because r- recent results have shown that Tottenham will actually look a better outfit without Harry Kane in the team. They play more as a team rather than try and feed more through Harry Kane. And that can become a negative. Yes, he, he's a great goal scorer. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic footballer. You know, um, he's a great finisher, but I think they're slightly worse off for having him in the team. And he, and he's not going to be 100% fit. He's not going to be match fit. So if they decide that they're going to start with him, I think that will play into our hands. Well, while they were playing very much as a team then, according to yourself, in that first half, um, I was saying this is going to be 3-4-0. And I honestly thought I was looking like I was um, going to be some sort of a mystic Meg because um, they Ajax were dominant in that first half. They they had they had the game on strings basically, and and Spurs looked disjointed, and Trippier was awful and really struggling, and um, you know hitting awful crosses, and then sent, letting on he had a bit of an injury, and there was a lot of them that just were underperforming, um, and they looked a kind of a side transformed in that second half. I mean. Yeah, you reckon it's a psychological thing, Carl? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you get you get one goal and you think, hang on, these are rock. We've got an away goal now. They, yeah. they can't they can't have another away goal. So if we get another one, then it's on. And also, the Ajax keeper was absolutely nuts. That I wanted Ajax just because of that goalkeeper. I, I, I still think he's on the pitch. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he, he was just all over the place. It it it's it, it's a shame because I. You know, in hindsight now, with a bit of, bit of uh, 1990, um, you can see that they really did leave the back door open a lot, didn't they? It's almost like a feature of their play. And very naive as well, not keeping the ball up the pitch. You know, they, they just whacked it forward for only to come back again. Yeah, I think they genuinely missed Neres, who I really yeah, rate highly. Definitely. Um, in terms of just being really incisive when they were on the attack, because uh, he was always better 
than uh, Ziyech in every game that I saw Neres was the superior player and Ziyech was very good last night um, but um, I, I think he, he was a loss to them what about the what about the the, uh, the idea of, of, of that centre half of theirs the, the 19 year old kid who's who's their skipper Cam um, a lot of talk about him and a lot of chat about you know Virgil tapping him up what, what, what do you make of that guy as a potential signing um, yeah I, I want to see him in a Liverpool shirt Mm. I, I think he, I think he's, he's the real deal. He's, he's, he's excellent in the air. Um, but then you, at, this, in the, at the same time, you've got to question, you know, uh, where was his head in that second half when the goals were going in? Where was That's it? It's experience for them. Yeah. And this is what it comes down to the whole Ajax team. I think, um, they're, ve- they are obviously a very, very young team and the experience let them down. Um, I only saw the second half, so uh, all I saw was Tottenham all over them, and I actually not really sure what they were doing. You know, it also got to then ask questions of the coaching staff. What instructions were they relaying to that young team? They, 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 they were like deer, you know, a, a body rabbit, deer, whatever, uh, caught in the headlight sort of thing. So, um, you know, they didn't know how to react to it because it's not happened to them. You know, and they've been magnificent in the Champions League this season. You know, yeah. to knock out Real Madrid and Juve, come on. You know, that's that's On, on, on their grounds as well. Yeah. That, that that's is, the big thing. On that, their is ground. Phen- that is phenomenal. That shows no fear whatsoever. No fear. You know, they they, they went out there and they, they, they played their football. And, but as soon as they couldn't play their football, they lost it. So, um, yeah, it's a, bit, it's, a, it's a shame. You know, I'd have loved to, like, you know, said before, I'd love to have been playing Ajax in the final, I think it would have been it would have been a spectacle. Really would not that uh, playing Tottenham might be. I think again, you know, two two good footballing teams. You know, it'd be a joy to watch. Um, can I just say one thing on uh, accommodation? Yeah, please do. The accommodation that's been arranged for us on uh, Friday and Saturday night that was booked last summer. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. a few mates who did that. Wow. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the Super Cup already, just to be on the safe side. Have have that? Uh, by the way, Cam, that's quite the statement. I, I'm, I'm not letting that go. It wasn't like, me. Yeah, it wasn't thing. me. That's um, remarkable. That's remarkable. Yeah. You, you, um, you've got. I, I love people who, who who do that. I mean, again, I was talking again to to a, a fellow at work today, and the the. Um, you know, he's he's a, he's a mate of mine. Goes to a lot of games, gets over as well. Goes to goes when he can, and he's heading out with a couple of lads who had booked their tickets again. Sort of, you know, expensive tickets that they paid nineteen hundred euros for, um, and booked them on the back of uh, the first leg. I mean, that's. That's an act of faith right there. Um, and I, I, I always do envy people who, who take that, that, that sort of, uh, leap of faith. I superstitious, my superstitions would kick in and won't allow me to do it. So I've been last minute and I've just been scanning the, uh, uh website, uefa.com for the packages and tickets that are available. Oh. Um, and you know, if you want to go for a last minute offer in the silver category, you can get, uh, a category one ticket um, and access to world-class cuisine. They're not feeding you. Um, you can get seating in the lounge area, but not a dedicated table. And you can, can get ac- you can get access to a hospitality lounge, but they're not giving you anything for free. So you get a freaking ticket. Yeah. Um, the price for a silver class package of that ilk? Have a guess, Carl. £26.50. You're very close. It's four thousand nine hundred euros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because because you I did it in sterling. That's why. No, I didn't didn't think of the euros thing. That's why I just missed. It's yeah. absolutely obscene. And yeah. I, I was looking at the seats. I think Cam, you were obviously having a look today, seeing as you're going. The seats that are right up in the gods, uh, I think, are in that almost three grand category now, unless yeah. I'm mistaken. And I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked. I, I applied uh, on the initial ballot about two months ago. Um, I applied, Gags applied, Harinda Baji applied, and none of us, and uh, a lot of our other good friends, Bal and Aman Singh, they, they applied as well. I don't think any of us got it. I don't know anybody who actually in the official UEFA ballot got tickets. 
So I don't know where those, how many tickets there were and where those tickets went, because that was a lot of us who applied. And you thought maybe the odds of one in 10 maybe may have been successful, but maybe it's more like one in 100. I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear from Alavesh, by the way. <laughs> I was I was in the ballot for Alavesh, and uh, yeah. no, no, no one got in touch with me. Bloody maybe, hell. Maybe one day that letter will come through. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Listen, I'm, I, Cam, I, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted you're going to go out. Carl, are you going? Are you thinking of taking a flyer at the last minute? I, I looked at it, but it's. I mean, I, I'm, I'm on a WhatsApp group with my mates, and um, I can't even tell you which way they're going to go in case that gets oversubscribed as well. In case they, oh, that's I know, a good I idea. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, yeah the secret ways and everything, and I'm, I, I love chatting with brother law. I just don't think I can do it. It's ridiculous. I'm, 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 my problem is, is time as much as anything. I've basically got to be back in the UK on the Monday, and that makes it even harder. Yeah, I'm going out. I'm going out. Impossible. I'm going out on the Thursday, and I'm coming back on the Monday. Yeah, I just make my do Thursday, Tuesday, and I looked at that with trains involved. Yeah, but it, it is. I mean, the Tottenham fans, you, you've got no chance, lads. We've pretty much booked up every flight. Yeah, everything on the Sunday return is taken. The great yeah. news is the great news is, and it's 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 both good and bad. I, I'm I think we're going to find it a tedious period in terms of an awful lot of shit talk in in our amongst our own fan base that we might be as well to tune out of. But the three week thing will be difficult. But at least it means that we will get three pods in where we can talk about this wonderful thing that has happened to our club and that's about to happen and hopefully we can get into it in more detail but we are coming towards the end of the of the show okay. today in that case can i just say then trev that um, yeah. we talked about great comebacks that happened this week it's not the best one because the, the, the best one is, is brighton's 6-1 win against manchester city i love that i do love that and um i mean I, that's where i wanted to go carl to finish to be honest um we'll 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 uh we'll forego our usual things unless you've got something you specifically want to do like a quote or whatever at the end it's brief we will we'll, we'll do those fine if you do or a plug I've or whatever got, yeah I've got, I've got one tiny thing but yeah but 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 just briefly what i want to get from both of you and by the way we're going to save the great crisps debate until next week and do tune in for that folks because that's going to be good because frankly at the moment i'm doing this keto diet thing and all i can eat is uh, everything except the carbohydrate and i'm looking at bags of crisps and honestly they're talking to me um so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i feel I'm, your pain i'm a bit obsessed so let we, we, we will be doing a crisps debate as suggested by carl and it's a very good idea uh next week so listen listen in for that high highbrow football content but my last thing is this other thing that remains a potential possibility is that Liverpool win the league. And I've seen a fella today say, I just have a feeling we're going to do this. I think it's going to work out for us. And I got I got momentarily giddy because I forgot all about uh, potentiality, likelihoods, odds. And I just let myself think of that, of Liverpool as the champions for a second. And it made me absolutely giddy with delight. I know you were joking, Carl, but is do you, like, are, you, no. are, you go, are you going into the weekend thinking there might be a chance here of this thing? I'm going into the weekend like Jürgen. I'm thinking beat Wolves, get 97 points. That's all yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, you've been saying since minute one we're winning this league. So, I mean, I would, yeah. I, nothing would give me more pleasure than to turn around and say you were right, you know, I have to yeah. say. And, uh, I know you were more circumspect when it came to making predictions about what we were going to do. But what's, what's, the, what's the feeling in your waters as well for the weekend? Do you see anything mental happening or do you reckon it's going to go pretty much the way uh, we would expect that City will win? And regardless of what we do, then it's not, it's not going to matter. I think something's going to happen. Do you? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Could that thing be that we, we might actually, you know, because we've got the Champions League final, take our eye off the ball a little bit and actually get no. a, surprise, a surprise reversal, which is, I guess, possible, right? Um, I, I just, I don't know why. I, I've just got, you, I've, I've, I've sort I've, of got, a, I've got it's, more of a, it's more of a non-feeling, if that makes sense. There's a yeah, feeling there, mean, but yeah. it's not a feeling there. But I just think something's going to happen. Yeah, I just, I just think that both teams aren't going to win, but nothing yeah. further than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightfully vague. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a man of a very delicate constitution. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, do you know what? I, I, I just, I, I have to say, tribute again to our club that we're going into the last day of the season, and we could end up at the end of that day champions. Whatever the small percentage chance of that is, it's a possibility. It is a real possibility um, that exists, no matter what size it is. Uh, your final thought then for the podcast, Carl, is what? It's a plug actually because I've not done one for a while. 
Um, I brought back um, some green at some green grass, some green grass in a bowl, which is a uh, a blog that I write uh, alongside Mr. Downey and Leon Prescott from Upper the Index, Stephen Scrag of these football times, and my mate Jamie. And it looks at um, football things that aren't related with Liverpool, either classic games or strange careers that have happened to people. And it came back this week um, with a piece about the former Everton player. See, I've been nice about Tottenham and now I'm going to be nice about Everton, called Bob Latchford, who scored 30 Good goals play. in 1978, 77-78 uh, season. And um, and obviously I've always been a Liverpool fan, but um, I, I love Bob Latchford, absolutely loved him, fantastic player. And it's more about the fact that he just went really quiet after he retired. He moved to Germany. He does the odd interview, but not a great deal. And um, he's probably the most underrated striker of the 1970s. So we're at some green grass on Twitter. Um, if there's a, a topic you'd like us to, to see one of our writers write about, then our DMs are always open. Or if you want to ask us, um, next week's article I know is going to be about a international game in the 1950s, which changed English football. and. Um, yeah, oh, I can guess. Yeah, it's that one. It's that one. Oh, cool. And I, and I, and I could do a podcast on that alone. Who's was, was it? Was the score one nil? Not quite. No. Oh right, I'm thinking of a different game. Oh Sorry. no, no, you're thinking 1950. This is 1953. Oh, right, same, yeah, man, I'm same manager. All oh, right, okay, yeah, I'm thinking. You're, you're thinking. I, I, I'm assuming. Should, should I not give it away, Carl? No, yeah, right? go on. That's no, mind. Is, is it? Was it? Was it the the marvelous Magyar's one? Was yeah. it? Uh, okay, England, England three, hungry six. Lovely. Who's oh, writing that? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Who, who's who's writing that? You me, are. Me and it's, excellent. Me and it's done. excellent. It's in okay. your email, Trevor. God's sake. Dude, <laughs> dude, I, 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 sorry, in case everybody was wondering, I was thinking of the USA game. The one yeah, there, yeah. The, the Basically, the reason I say that is because England lost. England have never been beaten at Wembley. They, 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 people say about that game that they'd never been beaten on home soil. They had actually lost to the Republic of Ireland. Or Islands, as it was just called then, obviously. Uh, in 1949, was the first time they lost at Wembley. And my God, did they lose. So it's a tactical analysis of what happened in that game. Fantastic. And again, um, I am biased because I'm part of the whole setup. But by Christ, there's some great articles on there. So, I mean, like, it's, it's a lovely little landing site for you if you want to spend time reading about some of the quirkier aspects and people involved in this game. Uh, that we all love so get yourself to some green grass and a ball and have a bit of a read up especially of Carl's latest piece and Bob Latchford Cam your last thought for the show learn to enjoy every minute of your life be happy now don't wait for something outside of yourself to make you happy in the future think how really precious is the time you have to spend whether it's at work or with your family every minute should be enjoyed and savoured up the Reds. Up the up fucking the, Reds. Up the fucking Reds. <laughs> I, just, I just think, um, I, the reason I say that is because I, I was at one of, our, one of our biggest work events yesterday for the charity with which I work. And uh, every single time that a decision was made, I mumbled up the Reds. Like, what my colleagues say, can, you just, can you just please stop saying that, please? I said, no, it's just like me saying, fine. Just before we finish, that reminds me of the guy when I used to get over regularly, the guy that stood behind me on the cop for season after season. And he was always about two or three rows behind me because I used to get the same uh, spot on the cop. He just incessantly it was it was obviously a quirk. He used to just say underneath barely, barely audibly. Come on, Redman. Come on, Redman. Come on, Redman. About four times, four times every 20 seconds. It was like a little tick with him. And I swear to God, he never looked happy. It was just a thing. It was like he was enduring every match and he had to get X amount of come on red men's in. But I have been like that, like you, with uh, with up the fucking reds. Every, it just keeps coming into my head. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps coming into my head. Cam says something vaguely inspiration. Up the fucking reds. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just acknowledging the beauty of the quote by uh, by using the only words now available to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got I've got any vocab anymore other than those words. Do you want to attribute that quote to someone, or is it anonymous internet bloke uh, or uh, Earl Nightingale? Of course, <laughs> I always ask, and I know. Uh, How's should... Earl getting on these days, Cam? Is it all right? Yeah, yeah, he's sound. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think he's alive. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he's breathing, but yeah, he seems okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's... <laughs> just give him a text message there. Right? <laughs> yeah. just, I'll have him in the WhatsApp. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
we we will wrap it up um all sorts of stuff that i'd love to have gotten to that we didn't get a chance to but we a guy drinkles uh eyeing us up um in the in the uh in the operations room there with a bit of a, a quizzical expression saying finish for fuck's sake so we will do exactly that um for this episode of the anfield index podcast um it is an absolute privilege to do a show like this for you folks when there are so many of you listening to it uh, we don't take that for granted so i'm not going to ask you to tell anyone or support or do anything else um just hopefully you knocked a bit of fun out of that show and we will be doing at least one a week until the final um so keep yourself abreast of those because there won't be as much football content in terms of matches to talk about there'll be plot plenty of football issues to talk about but there will be discussions about crisps and the like so keep your ears cocked for that on that note we'll finish um i've been trev downey and until we speak to you again be kind to your fellow reds and stay safe out there up the reds up the fucking reds sports social podcast network